0: Recently, we were all given the news that Simon McDonnell, who was affectionately known as Bobby Orange, was tragically killed in a traffic accident in Cheltenham. He was one of life's characters and a a great, upbeat, happy bloke. Uh, When the word loose is mentioned, he was was up there. Our thoughts and condolences go out to his family and, and friends, especially Terry and Harry Beaver. This is the UTS Podcast,
1: an independent podcast following Cheltenham Saracens RFC and Grassroots Rugby in Cheltenham. Hey guys, come on in, get yourself comfortable and chill out. You are listening to the UTS Podcast, a completely volunteer-led and independent amateur rugby podcast for followers of Cheltenham Saracens RFC. As always, I am your host, Dan Lodge, joined by the man sitting directly across the table from me, Mr. Mark Moxie Collier. Hello. And we are coming to you live, almost from Cheltenham Saracens RFC's clubhouse here at King George V. Before we kick off this month's show, let us remind you that, as I said before, this is a completely volunteer led podcast. Everything we do for this, whether it's the website, whether it's SoundCloud, whatever it happens to be, advertising on Facebook as well. It all comes directly from our own bank accounts and our own pockets. And we give you these shows completely free on the first Friday of every single month on utspodcast.com, soundcloud.com, slash the UTS podcast, iTunes, Player FM, and many more streaming services. All we ask in return is that you give us a bit of a shout out on social media, whether it's Twitter, whether it's Facebook, LinkedIn, if you use it, send it to your WhatsApp group, put it on an Instagram or a Snapchat story with a funny filter and tell people why you love this little podcast and why they should have a listen and why should they should enjoy it as well. And of course, if you own a local business or you know somebody that does and they fancy advertising and sponsoring an episode and basically making our lives just a little bit easier, let us know either on social media or you can drop us an email, utspodcast at gmail.com and set that header as advertising. Now, for those of you wondering about the under 15s as they were, GRFU plate final commentary, Uh, by Mark Collier and Georgia Themu. That is up on our YouTube page right now. You can find the link on our Facebook page, on our Twitter, and on our website, utspodcast.com. It was really fun to do. We were in the sauna studio for hours. Um, It's a good job I wasn't on. My microphone was completely turned off. I was on the other side of the glass. Uh, It's a good job as well, because I think I spent most of the time laughing, uh, so I would have been a massive distraction. Uh, It wasn't too much of an edit job either, which was good, there has been a little bit of lag noticed. Uh, George mentioned it to me the other day, so I'm going to look into that. Uh, I think it might be something to do with the uploading. I'm not entirely sure exactly what it is, but the original version is fine. But the uh, the one on YouTube has lagged slightly. So uh, I'll hold my hands up and take the blame for that. So um, hopefully by the time uh, this goes out, I have started looking at it. If not, uh, it will happen in the very near future. Um, so yeah if if you haven't seen it already make sure you go and check it out as I said all of the uh, YouTube links are on our social media pages Uh, and the only reason it's taken this long it was back in April the game was played it's taken us this long we weren't sure what was happening with the future of the podcast and we didn't know if we'd have anywhere to store it that's all been sorted so that's put out on our uh, YouTube page right now go and check it out. If you haven't listened to myself and Liam Cooper do the uh, podcast commentary as well, I fully recommend that because that is, uh, that is unbelievably funny. Um, so yeah, go and check that out on our social media pages, facebook.com slash the UTS podcast, twitter.com slash the UTS podcast, and our website, utspodcast.com. Well, it's a little bit of a shorter episode this time around as we officially kick off the competitive campaign. Preseason went very well for sarries uh, A clean streak of wins, starting with two wins over Burntwood. The first team ran out 34-31 winners and the second team came away 62-12. A great result there. The following week as well, uh, Dursley... Uh, 33-12 win there and of course Eversham RFC as well uh, the first team came away with a big 38-12 win on the road
0: the UTS podcast is brought to you by
1: hey guys this month's show is brought to you by Tone Radio the student station at the University of Gloucestershire Tone Radio broadcasts all day every day, right here from Park Campus in Cheltenham and features music to cater to all tastes. Whether it's rock or some metal on the old show, some golden oldies on Twist and Shout, the latest EDM on Spectrum, or maybe another genre during the power hours, Tone Radio really does have everything for everyone. Tone also aims to bring you some fantastic local sports content headed up by myself. So if you're a fan of local sport in Cheltenham or in Gloucester, you certainly don't want to miss that. If you want to listen live, you can do so at toneradio.co.uk or if you're on the go, check it out on the TuneIn app. So that's toneradio.co.uk, toneradio.co.uk and just one more time, toneradio.co.uk. Tune in, turn up, Tone Radio. Alrighty then, we have quite a few guests on this episode as we cover the start of the season for all the Surrey's teams. So we're going to start with the youth section, the under-16s as they are this year. Obviously, a bit of a different feel to the campaign uh, with the lack of uh, competition in the Cup because that's not running again this year. They've done away with that. The GRFU have done away with it. So uh, right. not entirely sure what's going to happen with that, but hopefully they can overcome the lack of competitive rugby. Last week, we sat down in the clubhouse with Georgia ThemeU and uh, we took his thoughts on pre-season the long term for the campaign and of course that lack of competitive rugby
2: well um it's um it's interesting isn't it because we we've only just started back um, we were not up to our full numbers yet so it's um there's it's a few questions out there because we we've we've probably had no more than 15 lads train when we ended last season on something like 33 players, so you know, I think <laughs> it, 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 it'd be great. It'd be great to know who's coming back. We think most people are, but um, it'd be great to it'd be great to see everyone back anyway. You know, and the odd new face. You know, we're always welcome. Um, we're always a welcoming club, but um, yeah, I think once we know the full extent of our squad, you
1: know, then we can we can build our expectations on that. Uh, you, you didn't have bad numbers tonight, to be fair. I think you uh, you had a few more members than the the senior teams did. That's not unusual, though, is it,
2: Dan? I mean, <laughs> I mean, I remember one, one, one day last season. Um, I think we we outnumbered this, the seniors three to one. But you know, we were we, we were in a cup run, and and they, it was in the middle of winter, <laughs> so yeah. But no, we um yeah we had fifteen. Well, I guess we expect a few kids were on holiday. A few a few apologies, but. Yeah, well, we, you know, there's a few players. We, we don't know whether they're coming back yet or not. They haven't told us, but so, um, you know, we're, we're waiting to see.
1: With the numbers you've got, though, how 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 is it looking out there? Are the, are the lads still quite sharp off the back of last season? Well, you know, we we, we only just
2: finished last season about, about <laughs> it feels like last week, but it was about a month ago, because we were playing sevens tournaments and we were, the lads carried on training, they were training with the seniors. So um, I think we needed that rest we got back we got back last week and um, the, the kids are hungry I mean they were they were messaging private messaging us to ask us when they were coming back you know when, when, when are we when are we starting up again come on we're all, we all we, we know they needed a rest their bodies needed a rest God we did um, Now nah, we're optimistic the, the, the shame is there's no there's no counter this year but well every game's going to be a cup game really these lads they're going to they're going to be hungry and um, I, I think I think we're gonna we're gonna we're we'll probably have our best. I, I hopefully I think we'll have our best season, even better than last year, because um, kids have come on. They've really come on.
1: Uh, I, I, I was going to say, obviously you've mentioned that there hasn't been uh, masses of communications in terms of players being retained and that kind of thing. Hopefully that will get uh, sorted in the next few weeks. Uh, is there is there anything in the way of new players coming along, or is uh, is it been quite quiet this summer?
2: Um, we there was there was there was some rumours of um, you know a couple of positions um, you know some lads who one lad who trained in the summer another lad who's messaged me um, whose mums messaged me this week who's moving into the area. Um, other than that, no, we don't know. You never know. You never know. It's like last year at snowboard and from from like twenty twenty one we were up to thirty over thirty almost almost within within like two months it was you know it was ridiculous but, you know the, the word the word was out but um we were doing obviously we were doing something good you know
1: uh, obviously with the lack of a county cup or a county cup plate kind of uh competitive rugby shall we say uh what what is the plan fixture wise for this season we we've got a helen's been great helen griffin's been great she's, she's
2: she's booked us out a full full set of fixtures she in fairness she probably did that it feels like about twelve months ago, but she, she's on it straight away. She, she, she's booking them as they're playing us. She's, she's getting a you know commitment from the, uh, from the from the team that day. You know for the following season, we um we 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 were muting with the idea or toying with the idea of uh, having like some couple of mini mini leagues, um, so we could play a little, a little league, so we can have a six or seven teams. We'll play everybody in that league, and then we'll see who wins out. We could do our own little cup. You know, county authorities aren't really happy about that sort of stuff. But you know what, the the kids want to play for something. They 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 want they want it. They want it competitive. And don't we all? You know, it's not. It doesn't. You know, I'm not. I'm not still not quite sure why they cancelled it. It's um. You know, I really I really don't know. We're really unsure.
1: Uh, We've we've had a a few questions directed at us. So uh, we we don't we don't know either. To be fair, but uh, yeah, it is a strange one. is is there any is there any players you're really looking to to make a step up this year? Well, we've um,
2: we've got a, a number of players that we we think have come on from being like non non um, sports people, let alone rugby 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 players, to being pretty handy, and the future looks really good. I mean, I don't want to give any names, but we we We've got some lads who you couldn 't catch or pass and you know or tackle and now they just, they're just they 're looking hot. The issue with this season is um with the gloucester selection is to, to develop developing players d p p um, they 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 may take some of our players away because they 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 're not that happy about club rugby as well as their own training and playing sessions so Again, it's it's very fluid. There'll, there'll be opportunities for lads who probably weren't making the first team last year, and um, all of a sudden they 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 hopefully they're going to be thrust into that into that role, and they'll step up because it's it's going to be um it's going to be there. You know, if if what happens happens.
1: Do you see almost a bit of a a, a negative knock-on effect to grassroots rugby with this kind of Gloucester kind of you know, as you said, selecting players and taking players away from? you know like grassroots setups such as such as ourselves basically
2: it's you know it's not great i mean I, I, it I, it is and it isn't it it, it could be negative or, or you could see it as a positive thing because their skill level should be developed by these coaches who are um who, who are highly skilled you know higher levels um than we have here but at the same time they're 15 year old kids they're not they're not men yet they're going to develop they're going to change um, players, average players are going to get better. Good players are going to stay good, but they may even get be overtaken. So it's a long game. It's a late development sport. As we all know that, um, and it's about a, it's a long it's a long game. It's not about now. Personally, I don't think it's about now. So whatever happens with this selection, I'm, I'm not really fussed. You know, I really, I really, I really think that. If you're playing rugby when you're um 25 to 30, then I think yeah you, you know you you, you you our job our job is uh has been done and it's um we 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 we've, we've achieved what we set out to. It's not about getting someone into a cherry and white shirt. In my opinion, it'd be lovely to. We really would, but that's down to the individual because once we've just we've just pushed them off the from the shore, and it's up to them how fast they go and how you know how you know how quickly they how how, how far they go. But um. Yeah, it, it, you know, it, it's good and bad. It's good and bad, like everything.
1: That was Georgia Themu discussing the 2018-2019 campaign for the brand new under-16s, the pups of the Sarries, which I'm not entirely sure can still be called the pups anymore. I don't know. Maybe that's me. Uh, not entirely sure what's going to happen in the uh, the long term, but fingers crossed we can get some good early results on the board. And uh, that will carry them through on into the rest of the season. Well, anyway, we'll move on to senior rugby now. The second team have had quite a quiet a preseason, but did manage to come away, as I said, with that big 62-12 win over Burntwood RFC. Uh, last weekend, while I was away at Long Levens, they were playing host to Painswick. And uh, I haven't actually heard how well they did. I've I've heard conflicting scores, which uh, seems to be a little bit of a theme. So they either won or they lost. So let's put it like that. Uh, Last week, again, we also caught up with A.D. Clark uh, to hear his thoughts. The second team manager, of course, uh, to hear his thoughts going into this season.
3: Uh, positive the way we finished in the end of last season quite strongly uh, the players that we've got coming in and the numbers we've got this season and with the reformat in the league as well it's, it's looking quite positive for the second team this season it's a league that we're more than capable of winning I think probably our hardest game would be Pats but again 15v15 15 15 on the day if we got our strongest side out there you know anything's possible
1: it's not been a bad pre-season there was you uh, you were, you were before we started recording you were talking yeah, the second team had quite a good performance and quite a good result against Burntwood
3: yeah uh, again as it all seems to be with the second team it was a bit of a scratch side sort of thrown together on the pitch but in terms of the performance of the players on the pitch it, it was a pretty one-sided game to be fair until we started losing players at one point went down to about 11-12 players but we were still running away with it and it just, it's just positive you know if we can get that set team now and start getting them Training and pr- and playing together more regularly, you know, it's a side capable of beating pretty much anyone that comes up against in, that, in this season. Uh,
1: is there, is there a regular team in mind, or is it just whoever's available, or uh, you know, I mean, what 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 are you what you expect in for this season?
3: I mean, the, the, the nature of the twos is, you know, we've we've always we've always got to be there to support the first. You know, they're they're the priority of the club, so you know, it's getting that first team out, and you know, we we go with what's left basically. With uh, the numbers I've got on, on, on the list, even if I lose sort of two or three players, I've got plenty of players in the back as, as long as the availability is there. Um, which you know, obviously this weekend is coming a little bit soon for a lot of people. There's still people on holiday and stuff like that. But the next few weeks, you know, something like 24 players are unavailable this weekend. Yeah, you know, if all those players turn up plus the ones that are missing from the ones, you know, we got the, the makings of three sides to get out in a week. So I've got I've got a core of players up. Guaranteed to start. I know where they're going to play and I know the ones I can rely on, obviously, there's going to be new guys coming in. There's been a few new players coming to the club. That's going to have a knock-on effect into the ones With you know, a few players are probably going to drop out of the ones and then are going to have to obviously prove themselves, which is going to be good for the twos because the quality players
1: coming to the twos are fighting to get back in the ones. So, uh, Are there any players that you were really expecting a, a big season from? Obviously, I'm assuming uh, captain Harry Beaver, probably.
3: Uh, yeah, I mean, Harry... Mr. Mr. Reliable, he'll never let you down on the on the pitch. Yeah, uh, you know, this season, obviously we've got Scouse back as the vice captain. Scouse is one of those players that will ne- will never let you down. He will always give you everything. And I think with him and Beeve, ca- skipper and vice uh, vice captain, I think I've got a, a good blend there. Harry is a very calm, quiet bloke, uh, so he's he's the perfect bloke to speak to the ref. Whereas obviously before last season, when I was doing it. I'd bit hot-headed for that so but on the flip side i've got scouse who's a passionate fiery bloke so you know beeves doing the calm stuff talking to the ref on the team scouse is there firing the guys up you know pulling them on and you know he he, he leads by example and he will drag blokes and make them follow with him
1: uh, so is that a planned partnership or is this uh, something that's just come along naturally they've put their hats in the ring and the lads have voted or is this and he's hand chosen for these vice captain and captain roles. Uh,
3: Harry, Harry, beef I mean, obviously, it went. It went to the players' meeting, to the votes at the end of the day. Harry Beeve was my, my choice for the skipper again because he did a good job again last season. Happily, the blokes all voted for him. Again, Scouse was one of a couple of players I spoke to because I, I know I know what he can do. I know what he'll deliver. I know he'll never let me down. Um, and again, fortunately, it went. It went to the players and they they voted for what was my my first choice. To be fair, so. Obviously, I can have a say in who I'd like to do it, but it is down to the team at the end of the day. Just, you know, just like me managing the team, if the blokes want someone else to do it, then yeah, it's their team at the end of the day. I'm just there to help run it and, to be honest, get my boots on the play anyway.
1: Uh, you did mention before we uh, before we hit record that there's there's nobody in this in this league in Gloucester and District 2 that you're actually you know, concerned about or afraid of. Uh, who would you say was going to be your toughest challenge for this season?
3: Obviously, Pat's Pat's are always going to be a tough, tough challenge. Um, Crypt, again, another another tough team, but it's a it's a team that we we know we can beat. You know, we should have beat them last year, at their place, but we lost it because of the way we, we threw it away. Uh, obviously, look forward to the return of Drybrook. Obviously, not been back there since the uh, the abandoned game with a couple of red cards. So that'll be a fiery one, I can imagine, as, as most trips to the Forest normally
1: are. Uh, yeah, I know. There's there's no easy games in the Forest, to be fair. Um, is is what what's the aim overall for this season? My, my, my aim is enjoy it. I want the blokes
3: to enjoy it. Uh, it's something I spoke about in the the last the pre season game with Burnwood. Uh, I've mentioned it to the guys personally and sort of through Facebook as well. Is I, I don't want negativity. Okay. You know, we're a second team. People are going to make mistakes. What I don't want is blokes sniping with each other. I want you know 15, 20 blokes to go out every Saturday and play with each other because they enjoy it. If they do that, then the results will come. And, you know, and that's what that's what we're all playing. We're not paid to do this. We pay this. We play this because we love playing the game. And you know, if blokes aren't enjoying it, we start sniping each other. then people, that's when people are going to start dropping off, saying I'm not interested. Yeah, you know, I don't want to play. And then you know, the club's back in the hole it was at the beginning of last season where we were struggling to get a team out every week
1: um is it is it probably a little bit too early to talk about promotion or a possible promotion, or are you just going to take this one game at a time this season
3: yeah i take take it one game at a time like like I've said you know that that league it's it's- we're more than capable of doing well in that league you know we'll we'll sort of play up to Christmas, see how we are from there you know if we're getting the players available then come Christmas we'll reevaluate and if we think let's go for it then we'll, we'll obviously push for that promotion you know it's all good for the club at the end of the day and obviously a decent cup run would be
1: nice <laughs> um one final one obviously you mentioned Christmas and the uh, it, it does sometimes with the second team and, and with the thirds when we had one was a little bit of a, a tale of two halves uh, last year we experienced it where you said i think in may that the first half of the season was pretty much a write-off. Uh, is there anything in plan to kind of prevent that happening this season? Um, I
3: suppose the only, the only plan, really, I'd say, if we keep it positive, keep blokes happy, keep enjoying it, then they will turn up. Uh, on the flip side, and the reason why I took over the management, because I'm quite lucky in terms of the way of the things I work, I can I can afford to spend that time chasing people, which you know I don't I don't mind doing. So I put the availability out. Most people answer, there's always a few people to chase up. I've got the time to do that. So, as long as I'm doing my job chasing people up, you know, and they're they're coming and they're enjoying their Saturdays,
1: then I don't see why we should struggle this
3: season. Uh,
1: For you personally, have you got any goals this season? What you want to achieve uh, on a kind of individual footing? On an individual,
3: i make double figures in my
1: tries this year, actually.
3: I've never got more than seven. (laughs) But apart from that, then, you know, I I just want to win that cup again this year. Yeah, you know, obviously we won that a couple of years ago, and you know the buzz around the club when we had that. We were unfortunate last season, obviously hosting the cup finals. We, we didn't get a team in there. This season, you know, I want to get that trophy back.
1: So the the view to the combination
3: is that's the ultimate goal. Yeah, definitely, yeah, I, I want it, I want it back this season. Yeah.
1: AD Clark, their second team manager, giving his thoughts on what could be a pretty difficult campaign. Uh, he says his side doesn't fear anyone, and we'll see how uh, how things kick off. Of course, they, uh, they've they got a, a bit of a difficult opening uh, start to the season. Minchin Hampton seconds away, Old Crips thirds away, Chosen Hill seconds at home, and Sirencester seconds away. So only one home game in the opening four, which isn't ideal, But uh, we'll see how things go. I'm pretty sure if he's confident, he's obviously got a reason to be confident. So we'll see how that goes. Hopefully, uh, hopefully things will be all good. As we said before, the first team were on great form during preseason with three wins from three. Uh, Some pretty good performances, uh, both team and individual. And last week, we spoke to committee member and first team flanker, Sean Meheron, to get his thoughts on how preseason has been in the first team camp.
4: Uh, it's been alright. We've had a few new players in that are very, very good. Back row definitely. So I think depth-wise, back row this year should be very handy. First two games probably a bit up and down, especially away at Jersey where we had a bare 15 really, and players playing out of position. But then the away game at Evesham two weeks ago was probably the best first half of we played in maybe two years. So if we can carry that on into Long 11s and Saturday, I think, you know, we'll be in a good place. Uh,
1: how much did the change, obviously, with Billy Burns leaving uh, to join Ulster, uh, Gareth Evans has come in now. How much of a, of a shake up inside the camp was it? Well,
4: it's a bit different because Gareth doesn't know everybody. Um, so he can't really at the moment pick the team because he doesn't know how people play, hasn't seen people play. But I think from a t- training perspective not much has changed because they obviously train at Gloucester together so they've learnt mostly the same things in their badges so not much has changed. We, we probably had a lot more people turn up for Gareth's first session than we had for Bill's which is, I don't know it's a bad reflection on Bill. But, um, yeah, it's, bit, it's been pretty smooth. It's just, I think, Gareth getting to know players, players he likes, players he doesn't like, and then him then getting involved in picking the team and moulding the team he want, where he wants it. Uh,
1: obviously, uh, a bit of, bit of a mixed bag last season. It was going quite well. The, the points deduction kind of soured things. Um, how How is the camp going into this season? Uh, obviously, surviving relegation, I'm, I'm, I'm going to assume... Uh, quite a buoyed atmosphere, hopefully.
4: Yeah, so I think the problem, the problem last year was a mixture of injuries and probably mindset going away to places like Bristol. We probably didn't have our head switched on and we, we didn't play very well, to be f- too fair. Um, and then the, the points deductions obviously gave us a bit of a kick at the ass, and we, we actually played some decent rugby. I think this year, the, the challenge is going to have to be to try and carry that into every single game. If we can play... You know, have the right mindset for every single game, even in December when we're away in Bristol. Then we should do quite well.
1: Long levens away uh, in the cup game. This coming Saturday, obviously it'll be last weekend when this comes out. Um, how's the preparation for that?
4: It's been all right. Um, missing a few packs, to say, to say the least. So I think we got about six back rows on the pitch on on Saturday playing in the centre. So that should be interesting. Um, but. You know, Long Levens play a very expansive game, they like to play it around and we always have a good competitive game with them so it should be enjoyable and hopefully we can keep up with them, we can put some points on, we, again we've got a really good pack Saturday so hoping to dominate there and then give those wingers and fullbacks we've got a bit of pace and space and pace and we should score a few tries. Uh, it's, it's a bit of a tough beginning to the season, obviously the league
1: campaign away to St Mary's on the first day. Um, and I think it's uh, Berry Hill and possibly Whitehall as well in the early stages. You, you mentioned having to travel to uh, the Bristol teams. Uh, is, is it probably advantageous to, to get maybe some of those trips out the way early?
4: Yeah, definitely. I think we'd rather play these teams in September than we would in December. So I don't, you don't know at the beginning of the season anyway. Like two years ago, St Mary's were second in the league and just lost in the playoffs last year they finished second from bottom so you don't know who you're going to play you don't know if anybody's been actually half decent you don't know if they've lost loads of players or they've, they've got loads of new players so you don't really know every game's gonna to be a tough game until you kind of figure every team's out so but yeah we'd rather play those big bristol teams burial you know in september and march and april rather than play them in the wet in january and february
1: um, what, what's, the, what's the overall goal for the season? Are we, are we taking it one game at a time or are we, have we got uh, a target in mind?
4: Well, we aiming for promotion, obviously, but we'll see how it goes. I think, yeah, take every game at a time, but the mindset is, let's try and get promoted this year. We've got a good enough team. We've definitely got the influx of players. We've definitely got the depth in vital positions. It's just whether you can keep away from those injuries and keep that mindset, really. Uh, a change of captain, obviously, uh, how much is... Uh, it gonna affect the team not having Jimmy run as captain. Well, I think uh, Jim kinda of lost it the last season, I don't think his head was in it that much. I think he'd probably agree with that. I do yeah. for the last few games. <laughs> um, so I think yeah, butts brings that new at least a life. He's got ADHD Annie, so he can't sit still, so he's always gonna be chatting, he's always buzzing around, he's always gonna be in a in a mood. So yeah, it's gonna be it's a bit different. It's definitely not a swear word every five seconds. <laughs> So we'll see how it goes, but I think, yeah, so far it's been good. And uh,
1: looking looking at the season ahead personally, have you got any any gains or any goals individually
4: that you uh, want to accomplish? Um, Not play that many first-team games, and then we win the league. That's my goal. (laughs) Well, thanks very much. All right. Cheers, Josie.
1: The first team took the good feeling, of course, from pre season to Longford Lane last weekend to take on Long Levens in the GRFU Senior Vase, uh, of course, sponsored by Wadsworth 6X, where they came away with a pretty confident looking 32 22 against uh, what was a pretty strong Long Levens side. And right after the final whistle, we managed to snag James Butler for just a few seconds. Uh, brand new first team captain going into this season. Uh, so we got his views on the good showing, the results, and what this good form in pre-season
5: means so early on to the campaign. Yeah, that's um, four from four. Um, the rain goes on. Uh, obviously, uh, a bit a bit of a thick pitch. I mean, we have uh, we've we've had the
1: pitch trimmed quite a bit at KGV uh, because of the rugby league during the summer. And
5: uh, how how did it affect the preparation? Well, basically, it just the ball didn't bounce. Once it hit the ground, it sort of stayed there. So we had to make sure we put our, put long kicks in um, because we knew they weren't going to bounce. So we just had that that blue wall following. Um, we just adapted to it. Uh, what, what were you expecting from Long Levens today? Obviously, uh, they are a bit of a, a little bit of a kind of rival, you could say. Yeah, we you know we, we always expected a physical game. Um, we knew they had a big pack and you know a couple of quick backs. Um, so again, you know, our keyword today was just adapt. So we adapted to that. So, um, yeah, we weathered the storm. Uh, good to get four from four. Obviously,
1: St Mary's away next week. Um, what, what's, the, what's the plan and what's the preparation for that? Without giving
5: away too many secrets. Well, hopefully we're going to get a couple of backs to replace our back row. We had in the centre today mean, um, in an outstanding game. But I think uh, I think we just need to utilise our, um, our quick backs this year. And I think that's going to be a key part of our team. Uh, one final one. Uh, where the hell did Jack Curl in the back uh, step like that? Oh, to know he's been watching us too many times. <laughs> he's, been, he's been hiding that, I think. <laughs> oh, thanks very much. No worries. Thank you very much.
1: As we said before, the Surrey's advance into the next round of the Cup after that 32 22 win, and they will play Berry Hill on the 22nd of September. And uh, we want to give a quick shout out to Jack Kerr. We mentioned at the, uh, the very end of that uh, interview with James Butler that he did uh, manage to sell the dummy quite a few times. Uh, his opposite number, I think, would have swallowed an anchor. Uh, rather gullible as a player, but uh, we're not going to knock it. It worked to our advantage. Jack Kerr sold the dummy, including the last try for Saris, which uh, was an incredible sidestep. Sold in the dummy, stepped him. Uh, set Will Hewer away after making some great strides in and Hewer uh, practically unchallenged uh, just down to the left-hand side of the posts. Uh, has to be said, though, Long Levens, uh, they, looked, they looked good. It, 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 they started very well. Um, I think it took them probably less than three minutes to get on the board in terms of points. Uh, it was a very, very direct play. Um, but in a really weird way, they, they scored the early points. They got the early try. They got the early conversion. And then it was almost like they switched off, like that was their shift done. Early points on the board, happy days, uh, tea and cake for everybody. Um, they, they did look threatening going forward. They fought for everything, all the rooks, uh, line-out Mores, They were very good with dealing with those. Uh, it was just defensively, they looked a little bit, little bit lacking. Their fullback especially, a bit of a, a deer-in-the-headlights situation, I guess you could say when there were players chasing him down or uh, chasing up like a box kick or something like that. Uh, Yeah, it was really, really, really weird. Um, That said, we had a slightly weakened side out, so uh, some pretty impressive performances. Uh, Sean Bissett stands out as a a very good uh, performance. He absolutely worked his heart out, uh, which was fantastic to see. Um, Whether or not this is the full strength long side, it's hard to tell. I think we had a few players missing they might have been in the same situation, but I, I think they can look back on that performance and they can be they can be happy with that because they 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 didn't stop fighting for everything. They didn't stop working. It was just they got the early points on the board and then they just maybe just a fraction switched off a little bit. So you know it's it's hard to tell, but um, and and again it's early on in the season, so you know chances are they've got a lot of time to improve. I think they're playing Gloucester Old Boys on the first day of the season. So that'll be a real test for them. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how they bounce back. Again, it could just be that they didn't have a full strength side out. uh, And that's, in the end, what what has cost them. Hard to tell. Hard to tell. Lots of ifs and buts. It is really hard to tell at this real beginning of the season. Because you don't know who's going to be in form and who's not out of form. Who's brought in the good players. Who's not made uh, the, the, the... transfers, I guess you could say the uh, the signings that they would like, early days, early days. But that said, Cyrus came away with the win, that's the main thing, uh, yeah, let's, let's not question it, let's just thumbs up for the win, and hopefully we can pick up another win against Berry Hill uh, here at King George V on the 22nd, and then maybe have a real good cup run for it, we'll see how it goes. Talking of the first team, we also managed to grab a brand new first team head coach, Gareth Evans. Of course, Gloucester player uh, has been down to the Saris once or twice before, but we managed to grab him just for a few minutes uh, to sit down and hear his opinions on the start of his preseason with the Saris.
6: Yeah, really good actually. Um, it, was, it was a pleasant surprise to me, I think my first session we had 28 boys um numbers were fant- fantastic the whole way through preseason. um so yeah it was really good i was able to sort of do whatever i wanted to do and the boys buying was great the work ethic was great so yeah it was perfect for me
1: uh any any standout individuals well, or you, you might get a little bit of stick for that actually e- e- yeah. e- either way right <laughs> good, good or bad
6: um Oh, I don't know. We've got we've got to be fair, I think um our back line in general is looking looking really dangerous, I think. Um they'll be a force to be reckoned with. Um in terms of the not so good, we've got a few uh props, so I won't name that fancy themselves uh <laughs> kicking the ball. Um which I'd like to scrub out, but yeah, it's a bit of fun, so I'll leave them to it.
1: Is, is that bit
6: Um no comment. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes. Oh. Well, oh, there you go. He, he won't thank us for that, will he? Um, so, obviously, you've you've been at the club before. You've done a couple of sessions when Billy Burns was head coach. Um, I'm guessing you're kind of familiar with some of the guys. Then um, made the transition a bit easier, I suppose. Well,
6: I mean, the, the sessions I'd done previously were actually with uh, under 16s. Of course, um, yeah, yeah, I remember yeah, that. So, yeah. yeah, so I came along a couple of times. So I was familiar. I was familiar with with the location, but in terms of in terms of the players, not. Not so much, um, but everyone's been incredibly friendly, like really welcoming. So it's been it's been pretty straightforward. Um, I'm still learning a few names, but I'm getting there um, slowly, um, and hopefully I'll have sort of everyone locked down. The problem is you get you get a few a few boys that only appear once in the blue moon, and it's like I've seen you once, and I'm really sorry I can't remember your name because it was three <laughs> weeks ago. so. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, so yeah, going back to the obviously it's under 15's, um Of course, yeah. Those those sessions there we go, great, thank you for that. Yeah, no problem um, at all. He, you did provide one of the uh, entertaining moments, Uh Grailer. I don't know if you remember it, but he he went to shake your hand, and when you when you went to shake it, well, when you went to shake his hand, he uh, he dabbed in front of you.
6: I do remember that. Yeah, yeah thank, <laughs> I was, thank, I was thank was you, thank thank you for quite sure what was going
0: on. Thank you for not filling him in. Yeah, wow. <laughs>
6: I don't know. I just didn't really know what to do. I was just like, "Is this how, <laughs> is this how the kids hand, shake hands these days?" Or is no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't think anyone knew what was going on. But
1: you got you got to love today's youth, haven't you? Yeah, they're unbelievable. <laughs> so, um, start a competitive campaign. Obviously, uh, a pretty good win last week against Longlevens. Uh, what what's, what's the aim for this season?
6: Um, I mean. As far as I'm concerned, I think as long as we can sort of stick to what we're trying to, what we're trying to put in place. Like I'm trying to work the boys into a structure at the moment that, like they're 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 starting to get to grips with it. And I really feel like if we can get that nailed on, then we'll be really tough to beat. Um, in terms of a finishing position, to be honest, I've got no idea. Um, from what I'm told, we finished where we did last year because we had a points fine so in terms of knowing where we stack up in the league it's quite, it's quite hard to judge I think, I think we, we would have ended up about third if it wasn't for the points
3: deduction so yeah something like that
6: we've got to be we, I think we've got to be aiming for um, that sort of that sort of positioning again um, but I think we'll have to sort of leave it a few games see how we're getting on um, and sort of set, set goals from there really
0: yeah speaking to speaking to the guys on Tuesday night after training um, Jimmy Mack and a few others they they're pretty confident they they think we should go all the way or we can go all the way at least
1: well you I think you might have just jinxed it but
0: no 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 <laughs> I, yeah commentator's <laughs> cursed and all that it is but yeah no if, if if the boys are, uh, are confident like that then, then who knows
6: yeah I mean for me that that's ideal like, if, it, if as you said if the boys are confident then it makes my job a lot easier because it's it's a lot easier to get the re, get the results if the boys yeah. are going out there expecting expecting to win. Yeah. Like obviously, obviously we don't want to get carried away. Like we haven't even started yet, so hopefully we can get off to a good start of the weekend. But yeah, if if, if the feeling is that we're going to do well and we should do well, then we'll do our best to live up to it.
0: And I think that, I think they were being realistic because they were they were going through um, the, the teams that they thought would put up a. A, a good fight against us. The likes of Spartans, um, obviously Whitehall, they're always a, a very good side. Um, so they, they weren't just saying, oh yeah, we're going to win it, piece of cake. They were actually being constructive and, and yeah. they came across as though they were really confident that, that we probably could do it.
1: I think the fixture list helps as well because we've got a few teams, a, f- a few trips to Bristol in the early stages where, you know, if we were playing them in January, the last few seasons, we've not been great around the Christmas period where it gets a bit, kind of, the ground gets very soft. You know, obviously... You, Training numbers go down, don't they? Yeah. I mean, you said yourself, the backs look quite, quite handy. So, you know, I think it's kind of the uh, the Sevens influences paying off that, yeah, they, you know, they love the, the hard ground where they're able to run and able to run the moves. When it gets a little bit to the kind of stages where it's, let's just up the jumper and dog it out we have had a couple of seasons where it's not quite gone our way so i think having some of those trips to bristol early on in the season absolutely like helps like by a mile i think
6: i think as well with that the the structure that we're trying to put into place that's when it all sort of really comes to the fore yeah um, it, it's when it's dry and firm and sunny and the backs are running riot, then it's it's just it's a platform. But um, in the winter, when it's chucking it down and muddy and as you said, tuck it up, jump stuff, then that's when if we can find our structure and stick to it, I think it will make us a lot a lot more effective in those tough conditions um, and give us a much better opportunity.
1: How, how has it been, kind of, coaching at this level? Is it kind of... I, I What was your expectation coming in, basically?
6: Um, I mean, to did be honest, you, I did tried p- to come into it pretty open-minded. I tried not to have too many expectations. Um, <laughs> it's, it is... It, it has its challenges. Like, obviously, coming from, like... For me, coming from my training, like, today, and then coming here, there's obviously a lot of differences. Um, and... For me, it's about trying to implement what I can from our from sort of the stuff that we do and the stuff that I think we do that would be effective and useful, um, and what to sort of leave out. What's probably not quite feasible, um, and what's maybe just a bit too much, too much detail. Um, so yeah, it's at the moment it's it's trying to find that balance. Um, and I think just the longer, the longer it goes on, like it'll be easier for me to sort of strike that balance and find what really works.
1: I'm, I'm, I'm going to put you on, a, on the spot a little bit. Um, obviously, with Jimmy Max stepping down, James Butler stepped up as first team captain. Um, uh, how how is the overall feel kind of in the, in the camp?
6: Um, I think it's very good. Um, as I said, from, from all the sessions that I've coached so far, regardless of what I've asked of the boys, they've not questioned it, they've not hesitated, they've just got on with it. As I said, like the work rate and the work ethic has been fantastic. It's actually been a question sometimes for me of having to slow the boys down um, and tell them they don't need to run quite so fast, which I, that was one thing I really didn't expect. Um, and it's made it so easy for me that the boys are so willing to run and to work hard. Yeah. Um, that as a coach just makes it much easier so I think it's a, it's a great group of boys again as I said they were very welcoming to me like there's a great sort of spirit team spirit within the group um, and I'm going to see them play for the first time hopefully on Saturday And but from what I've seen training and around training like there's no issue with the boys wanting to play for each other so I think I think they should go really well
1: Cool well thank you very much No worries at all. Cheers Garth well, anyway, it's time for me to hand over to Moxie once again. Uh, we've got this new uh, idea for our for our social media side of things, I guess you could say, uh, the Sari's best ever starting fifteen. Talk us through this idea. Where did this come from?
0: I was I was just sat at home, really, just thinking. Right, um, we're coming out to a new season. What what can I do to to get people engaged? Get get people's minds. Um, active again, thinking about the Sarri's, just just get tongues wagging. And I thought, right, what about if I can get everyone thinking who would be um, one to 15, Sarri's greatest ever 15. And I went through um, position by position, um, not in order, which confused a few people, yeah, I was going to uh, say when, it,
1: it confused me, <laughs> but that, to be fair, it doesn't take much.
0: Yeah, no. I thought rather than do that because it, it, people would know exactly what was coming, so I, I sort of mixed it up a little bit, keeping people on their toes. Yeah, keep them on their toes, um, and also, I, I yeah, I just wanted people to 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 have the have the salaries in their heads as we come into the season. Yeah, you know, um, a couple of people weren't really that happy about it. They they thought what I was doing wasn't wasn't great, wasn't right. But on the whole, the majority of people took it well. Um, it's always going to be subjective. It's it's not necessarily a true representation of of the, the greatest ever saris because we've got different people from different eras. Yeah. Um, and when you've got, if, if 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 everyone was in the same era, then you could have a true representation of yeah. the saris greatest It'd be 15. a bit more of a level playing field. And also, it can be a bit unfair because there's some people that are still playing, um, and it's their friends and their mates, their teammates. So some people were embarrassed about it, so they didn't resp- respond or reply. Others took it with great humour and, and really enjoyed the you know the concept. So yeah, what I did, I, I just basically asked for nominations. For started off with loose head, tight head, and hooker. Then we moved on. People were expecting second rows. Yeah. When I threw in a curveball, and I went straight for the halfbacks. So what? What my idea was to do forwards, backs, forwards, backs, forwards. So, so it wasn't. So it wasn't. You know, the backs thinking, oh, when's our turn? Yeah. So yeah, to to just keep everyone, you know, forwards and backs, keep everyone involved. it was pretty good. So what I did, I, I got people to, to nominate names, and then once, once I had the three, um, well, it turned out there was more than three on some of them uh, names for that. I put up a poll, and then people voted voted on that poll, um, and that that's pretty much how it went. So, top top three most common
1: names go into the poll.
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Was there any Was there any names that you were kind of shocked a little bit to hear, or anyone you
0: didn't expect, or anything like that. the The biggest, the biggest shock, to me personally, was um, Pete Lodge did not get a one nomination for second row. Yeah, you said that to me during the week. Yeah, I Every, that... everybody saved him up for back row, and if I'm honest, I don't think I've ever seen Pete Lodge play back row. But obviously, a lot of people have. I don't know. It's hard to tell because he's. I, I've
1: played in the, in the same team with Pete a few times and he's, he's either been second row or eight. So he has played back row a little bit, but it's usually when we don't have anyone else, yeah. like not, not to kind of put that mm. in a bad light, but usually like, I mean, I've always, I've always known Lodgy as, a, as I mean, a second row. I mean, this, this is when we had like the, the likes of Mark Harris and Matt Babbage and Pete Lodge all in the thirds. Yeah, you know, so you'd have you'd have Matt Babbage and that's
0: an that's an engine room right there.
1: Yeah, and and Mark Harris would be your second row. Pete would be number eight. Little pickup every now and then, you know, and, and it worked quite well. To be fair, um, it made my life so easy at line out time because <laughs> I could have thrown line outs with my eyes shut. And you know, Matt Babbage is like Mister Tickle. Yeah, you know, he'll catch anything. Lodge's got hands like shovels. Yeah, you know, it's it made my life so easy, but you know, I, I I'm surprised at that that he didn't get a mention. To be honest, I I would have thought, you know, maybe not have been voted into the team. I don't know cuz he hasn't really played for Sarri's all that long realistically. No, I mean, Lodge is obviously best but, you know, known for Cheltenham. You you would think, you know, he would at least get a mention.
0: Yeah, but on the flip side, he got plenty of mentions at back row. I guess so. So, it if, if he hadn't have been mentioned at all, then I would have been very, very surprised. But as I say, he he, he did get the uh, the nod at a few a few back row positions.
1: Oh, fair enough. Well, I guess horses for courses. I guess I remember I remember him being second row, but I think he's also played eight as well. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe there is maybe there is an argument for it. I guess I don't know.
0: Mm.
1: Um, has there been has there been any voted for players that you would you would have? maybe not have suspected first time round if that makes sense anyone who you saw be nominated and then you wouldn't think anything of it in terms of people voting for them and then
0: they've actually got more votes than you'd expected um, no not really so I, I I went into it completely open mind yeah with an open mind so uh, whoever I mean, there, there are plenty of names that that I didn't I didn't even know the names and lots of people were, were nominating them so I, you know, yeah, just an open mind and, and I, I left it up to everyone else to, to do all their, all the nominating and voting.
1: It was actually, it was really fun. I didn't vote at all um, or I didn't nominate anyone either because I think, again, it's kind of like if, if we're running it, then we probably shouldn't have a say, if that okay. makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. So just, I'm completely neutral, but it was actually, it was actually quite interesting on the outside looking in.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think... But there was a, there was a couple of polls where i thought oh no um what's happened here because you had you had <laughs> I, I don't know if it was back row and maybe the, the 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 wings and the fullback where it was pretty much the same names and i thought if they get together and decide they're going to have the same name for each position i don't know what i'm going to do there <laughs> yeah, i thought, I thought, I, thought trouble, gonna, yeah. I thought they were going to i thought they were going to stitch me up but no to be fair they they, I think they voted sensibly and, and, and did it properly, which I'm thankful for.
1: I mean, it's good. I mean, I, th- I think we won't find the full results until the October show. No. There might be a few things coming out on social media. It's hard to tell right now. But uh, for those of you who do want to find out who was voted in uh, to the start in 15 and coach slash manager as well, the October show is going to be for you. So have a look out for that. When it comes out. Uh, well, I think that's it then. I think uh, we better move on to uh, to wrap things up, of course, and uh, we'll begin looking at the fixtures for September. Obviously, last week, as we said, the first team were away to Long Leavens and came away with that win. Uh, tomorrow they are on the road. They kick off the Gloucester Premier campaign on the road to St Mary's Old Boys. Uh, so that should be a fun game. There, There's never really a dull moment between these two sides. So if, you've, if you're free for an afternoon on a Saturday or tomorrow, make sure you get down to Trench Lane. I can guarantee there will be something uh, for every kind of rugby uh, follower. Fully recommend it. Uh, the following week, September 15th, they are back at King George V playing host to fellow Bristol side Whitehall. September 22nd, as we've said, Quite a number of times so far on this. Uh, They are at home in the Gloucestershire Senior Vars to Berry Hill. The week following that, they are away to Berry Hill at Lakers Road in Colford. That is September 29th. Second team are also kicking off their campaign tomorrow on the road to Old Richians. They start the the proper competitive campaign on the 15th away to Minchinhampton. They're at home again on the 22nd, playing host to Malvern Seconds. And then they close out the month of September to Old Cryptians on the 29th. Well then, it's time for me to hand over to Moxie. Any fixtures for the under-16s coming into September?
0: Now the, uh, now the boys are under-16s, we've we started training, ready for the season coming up. Which, uh, I think we've got like 23 games, so that's, it's, it's going to be good. It's going to be a good season. We're starting off on the 15th of September where we're going to make the short trip across across the Levens in what's normally a very tough game. Then after that, we're going to go to, well, we're going to stay, stay here at KGV. We've got Stowe coming over. They, they're they usually quite 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 good games as well. They're, they're usually quite tight. And then to finish up in September, we've got a team that we didn't play last year, uh, with an Old Boys. So they, they're coming back and they're coming back over to KGV. So we're looking forward to those.
1: Well, and if you've enjoyed what you've heard on the show, make sure you get involved by giving us a like or a follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All of those are .com slash the UTS podcast. If you want to listen to any of our previous shows as well, which are all entirely free, by the way, go and check those out over at soundcloud.com slash the UTS podcast. Or alternatively, you can listen on streaming services such as Player FM, PodBay, Overcast FM, or Podbean. Or you can even download it from iTunes. And if you're an iTunes user, don't forget to do us a favor. Give us a rating out of five. Give us a review and become a subscriber. And then you won't have to miss a show ever again. That will come directly to you through the interweb like a little present from us to you. Alrighty then, it's time for the thank yous. A big thanks to first teamers who came on, of course, Sean Meheran, James Butler, and first team coach Gareth Evans. Second team manager AD Clark, under 15s uh, president Georgia Themu, uh, and of course, uh, everybody else who, uh, in one way or another, has taken part in this show. A big thanks to Mark Moxie Collier for co hosting and arranging the interviews and for keeping us up to date with what's going on with the pups. A quick thank you as well to Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com for our backing music, Cold Funk and Private Eye, which we use royalty-free under the creative, lo- creative Commons License 3.0. A quick thanks to Kevin MacLeod of Incompetech.com for our backing music, Cold Funk and Private Eye, which we use entirely royalty-free under the Creative Commons License 3.0. Thanks to our sponsors as well, Tone Radio, the University of Gloucestershire Student Radio Station, and of course, last but nowhere near least, a special thanks to you, our listener, wherever you may be and whatever you happen to be doing when you listen. We will be back at the start of October. Hopefully that will be a really, really fun show. So on behalf of myself and Mark Moxie Collier, we will see you then. Up the saris.
5: Up the saris pups.